You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, a writer, entrepreneur, and changemaker, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. You were just listening to an original Make Meaning composition by my son, Asher Schreiber. This podcast highlights some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you meet on this podcast. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. My guest today is David DeWayhe, who is one of the owners of Detroit City FC. So David was born in Detroit and raised in Gross Point Woods. He attended Kalamazoo College where he played soccer, studied math, and first met fellow DCFC owner Sean Mann. Dave has taught math and coached soccer at University Liggett School since 2002. He oversees operations for La Rouge, a role in which he works primarily as liaison between the coaching staff, players, and ownership group. Dave lives in Gross Point Woods with his wife and their two young children. Nicknamed The Touch by DCFC supporters, Duwehi is the only owner to date to suit up for both DCFL and DCFC. A midfielder for La Rouge, he pretty much played wherever he wanted and scored whenever he wanted as a member of Hubbard Farms in their inaugural season. Welcome, Dave. Thank you. Uh, I was wondering where you got that bio, and then I figured it out. I think it was uh, <laughs> written by a partner of mine with Detroit City. So I very hope it's flattering okay. and, and not entirely true. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about DCFC. We're going to just start by, for any of our listeners who may not be lucky enough to know about this amazing soccer team in Detroit, I just wanted to know if you could give a little bit of background about um what it is and how it got to be this this big cult following that it is right now. Yeah, thanks for the for the shout out. So um Detroit City FC is a minor league soccer team. Um originally we played downtown at Cast Tech. Our first season was the summer of two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. And um eventually we uh so uh, the team kind of consists mostly of current college players and some recent graduates. We play in a nationwide league that's sort of designed to be the the summer league for college players. And um, as, as you mentioned earlier, I, I, my connection to the team was a college classmate of mine named Sean Mann, who was a very active um, uh, member of the city of Detroit, uh, politically speaking and otherwise. He's super involved. Everybody seems to know him. And he had started a recreational league uh, two years prior um, in 2010. Mm-hmm. And it, it kind of blew up. People were just um, really interested in the idea of uh, co-ed recreational soccer. The games were at Belle Isle. Um, from the first to the second season, the league doubled in size, and he kind of looked around and said, hey, we've got sort of a following here, a natural fan base, and so he decided to start the minor league team. Um, and uh, that uh, took off in 2012, like I said. Um, <laughs> but uh, he um, he started that team 
and uh, it really just took off. There were a bunch of people that um, seemed to be interested in uh, following a minor league team in the city. Um, from the first to the second summer, the uh, attendance basically doubled in size, and so eventually we grew out of Cast Tech, mm-hmm. and now we're playing our home games in Hamtramck at Keyworth Stadium. Um, and, uh, we've had upwards of 7,500 people at a game. So, um, like you said, it's kind of got this cult following. There's this really passionate base of supporters who, um, come to every game and they sing and they chant and they dance the whole time. There's kind of like a, um, almost like a festival feel to the games. Yeah. And, uh, I think usually it's, um, it's the case that if somebody comes out to sort of not knowing what to expect, they end up having a really good time and bring a friend the next time. So we've benefited from that exponential growth that it's really comes awesome. from word of mouth and yeah it's really amazing so you know it's it's funny my um we always sit on the family side but my oldest son and my husband um recently sat on the supporter side and my son was like that's it we're always over there now <laughs> like he's yeah, like once yeah, you go there it, you it can't go back you know? um the we we re- the one thing that i think was the you know we were very fortunate and we were sort of right place right time but the one thing that I think really fell in our lap was when we had games at Cast Tech, and it's the same at Keyworth. Uh-huh. Um, the the crowd is right up on the field. You know, most yeah. soccer stadiums have like a track that separates the the play from the stands, and yeah. so I think everybody that's come really feels like this unique sort of access to the game. You're yeah. right up on it, and yeah. you almost feel part of it. And so, yeah, when you go, you, whether you're on the family friendly side or the supporter side, you're you're really close up. But I think those supporters really feel like like they're playing a role and, yeah. and they are. I mean, yeah. they're such a, such a 12th man, so to speak. So I just um, have to ask because but, it feels to me like DCFC, I, I, I almost can't find the words, but it's like very Detroit. I feel like I'm mm-hmm. such a part of Detroit and I'm really proud to be when I'm at a DCFC game. Do you, what, why do you think it's like that? You know, how do, how do you guys achieve that um, as opposed to, you know, anything else. And I'm very Detroit proud, but there's just something where I feel like this is emblematic of being a Detroiter. Do you know? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. How yeah. You- I think a lot of people identify with it that way. Um, I know I, 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 so I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up in Gross Point. I still uh-huh. live there. Uh-huh. Um, I'm the only member of the ownership group that doesn't live in the city proper. But, uh-huh. um, you know, growing up, I always, I always kind of felt this uh, desire to be connected to the city, but I never really had a point of access. And, um, as I got older, you know, I'd, I'd venture in and, and try out, you know, restaurants and, and events. But, um, you know, this has been my, on a personal level for me, this has been my first real um, point of connection to the city. And I think what I've found, uh, you know, and I think everybody else, like you're saying, kind of experiences the same thing. It's sort of um, the, the grassroots nature of it, the uh, sort of self-made, you know, there's, there's food trucks at the game mm-hmm. supporting local business. There are, um, students from the, in this case, Hamtramck Public Schools, but when we were at Cass Tech, the Detroit Public Schools, there's just like this real interconnectedness there. And yeah. um, for a city that for a while was sort of forgotten, mm-hmm. um, it's become a place now where I think you can kind of try anything you want and mm-hmm. it's it's going to just, you know, be naturally supported by those that are like-minded and um, yeah. there's just something really self-made about it. And everybody, everybody that goes to a game is kind of part of its success, which yeah. is also a really um, kind of stuff special quality. I think everybody feels like they've played a role uh, in building it up to what it is now. Yeah. And um, yeah, that's very, 
quintessentially Detroit, right? So I think, I love um, it. yeah, I love it. We, we should all feel good about supporting something like that. Yeah. So I understand that the motto for the club is passion for our city, passion for the game. Am I right about that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Which is really cool. And, you know, um, I'm in PR and marketing and I'm very sensitive to words. And so a lot of times, you know, businesses will come up with a tagline or um, even just like a mission that sort of it doesn't say much or it's not specific. And I love this passion for our city, passion for the game and, you know, looking at how the city comes first, but there's passion for both, which is, which is really cool. And I, I'm interested to hear a little bit about the business side of DCFC because it's a real success story having grown it, you know, from just sort of, like you said, a grassroots effort. Um, it now does have a huge following and you, you guys have partnered with some pretty big advertisers. Um, I know, you know, every year there's, there's another company or another big collaboration that sort of even increases the the status, you know. So this season, I noticed mm-hmm. that Lyft is a big supporter. I'm sure you have others as well. Um, tell me a little yeah. bit about that business growth and and what what has the strategy been? Yeah, well, it was really um, it's kind of an interesting trajectory that we've taken. I mean, the first season when we were about to launch or as we were launching, um, you know, one thing we've always kind of tried to do in terms of you know, marketing and brand is we, uh, you know, like you said, the sort of the city came first. So we wanted to, you know, kind of create something where, um, you know, like if you look at any t-shirt or, or merchandise item we've ever sold, like there's, re- there's not really any evidence that we're a soccer team. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and ultimately, you know, we, we kind of hoped that people would catch on to that and that would sort of have a coolness factor to it. But, um, when we first started, we were the sort of this undemonstrated, product we hadn't played a game there was nothing really that was attractive to kind of one of those big fish that you hope to reel in in terms of like a title sponsor and so we had to get creative and what we ended up doing is we just had uh, typically like a soccer team will have a title sponsor that's like on the front of their jersey Mm -hmm. and um you know over time that that came to be and now you know this year like you said we have lift but that first season we just did individual player sponsors and so we went around to all the small businesses and upcoming businesses in Detroit and um, basically got a smaller financial commitment from each one to be on the front of a single player's jersey. So, for example, our captain's jersey had Sapino's Pizza on the front and um, our our defender had a wheelhouse Detroit and our goalie wore, um, you know, recycle. And it just basically like we were kind of like a a de facto yellow pages for small businesses in Detroit. (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. um, And it it really worked well. Like we were kind of thinking like, can we get, and we had 28 guys on the team that summer. We're like, can we get 28 small businesses to to just chip in a little bit to help us kind of get over the hump here and get started? And that's brilliant. The response was incredible. Yeah. That's Um, brilliant marketing. I've really uh, never heard of that. Yeah, we, we had, uh, I, I got to give all the credit to my, my partners. You know, these guys sort of had that vision. And uh-huh. um, uh, my uh, my contribution to the group has always been sort of soccer specific. But <laughs> these other these other guys that I've had the pleasure of working with have been really um, thoughtful and, and business savvy. And so, um, so yeah, that was kind of the, the start of it. And then, you know, we've, we've still maintained really strong relationships with, with our um, you know, sort of the like-minded businesses in Detroit, but then we've also grown to a point now where we've attracted the attention of uh, Metro Detroit Chevy dealers. They sponsored us for three years and now we've got Lyft, which is a really great partner for us That's um, awesome. for a lot of reasons. That's great. It's really, really impressive. Um, do you, and then I want to ask one more question about DCFC and then I want to ask you a couple of questions, but um, sure. what do you see as the vision for the future? You know, where do you guys want to take this club? 
Yeah. Um, so it's, it's an exciting time for us. We're, um, in addition to the growth that's been, uh, for the minor league team, mm-hmm. we are uh, kind of making our foray now into youth soccer and mm-hmm. trying to really, um, play a role in making soccer an accessible sport for, uh, children in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, we're starting our first select teams this summer and we're getting it fully subsidized so that we can have four youth teams where the, the residents of the city can play and um, not have to worry about the typical hurdles in terms of finances and transportation. Awesome. Um, and we're also building an indoor center um, that, that we're calling the Detroit City Field House, which is um, right in the city, uh, pretty close to Belle Isle mm-hmm. on uh, Mount Elliott and Lafayette. Mm-hmm. Um, that'll have two functional soccer fields and a, a bar restaurant in between. Nice. And so um, that's kind of our next big undertaking. And we're hoping that'll also help um, serve the local community and uh, ultimately be a place where um, people can kind of cultivate a love for the sport. And, you know, really, I think our ultimate goal in terms of the passion for the game part of our motto is that we really just want to try and, um, you know, grow the sport in Metro Detroit and in the city itself and um, kind of try and help foster a situation where more and more kids grow up playing the sport and end up. Uh, remaining participants in some form or another, whether that's as fans of the minor league team or um, casual participants in recreational leagues. You know, we really just kind of, we all share uh, the vision that there's a ton of value in the sport in terms Mm of the way it kind of puts you in touch with your community and and outside communities. And we just want to try and grow that as much as possible and um, give some love to to our beloved Detroit in the process. I love it. I love it. And I don't know if it's politically correct to ask this or not, but um, how did you feel about us not getting a major league soccer team for Detroit? I have my feelings about yeah, it, but I wonder if you could even say anything. What did you say? Um, you know, I've always, uh, that's a tricky question for me because, um, <laughs> you know, like the idea of the idea of professional soccer in Detroit is obviously something that um, uh, really appeals to me. Yeah. Uh, but I also kind of, um, feel strongly that you know we already have a, a team in Detroit and yeah. that team is Detroit City FC and and I um, I'm really confident that 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 can grow into something that would be um, really special and enjoyable for people that are um, you know uh, attracted by the uh, MLS potential I agree. Um, it's a pretty complicated issue I mean the, the soccer landscape in the United States is is rapidly uh, evolving mm-hmm. and um, you know every Every week, it seems you hear a new a twist in the plot, but um, for now, it seems like the the bid is going to be postponed. And so, mm-hmm. um, the way we kind of look at it is, we have more time to grow and yeah. um, and do our best to uh, make a case for you know some version of professional soccer well, in Detroit, and, and we hope it'll be us. Yeah, well, that's how I felt. I said, you know, my loyalty right now is to DCFC, so I don't need another team yeah. to compete for my my dollars at that point. But I'm yeah, sure I'm not alone. You know. <laughs> So, so I have to ask your day job is very different. Um, You are a math Mm -hmm. teacher, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a high school math teacher. And you also coach soccer, right? Correct. So tell me about that. um, Yeah. I work at a small independent school in Gross Point Woods called University Liggett School. Mm -hmm. Um, And the high school's got about 250 students in it. So in terms of uh, athletics were like a division four in uh-huh. most sports. Uh-huh. Um, so I coached the, the boys varsity in the fall and the girls varsity in the spring. Uh-huh. And then throughout the year, I teach um, math in the high school, typically calculus and pre-calculus. Nice, nice. So how do you and, see um, these two passions intersecting or even complementing each other? 
Yeah, there's, there's been a really uh, natural um, complimenting that's kind of evolved. I didn't really expect it to go so well, but you know, as I, uh, I, I had been working as a teacher for about um, eight years before Sean approached me about getting involved with uh, his recreational league and then the, the minor league team. And, uh, um, and so when, when we first started, I was actually able to play on for DCFC. I played the first summer and mm-hmm. a little bit in the second year. And then we had children and, and I got too slow to keep up with the guys. But um, <laughs> uh, long story short, uh, it turned out as we uh, launched that first summer and we had games, um, I would randomly see Liggett students at the games. And I wasn't telling anybody about it. I didn't really... Um, think it was anything that would necessarily interest anyone as we were getting started and it was this wonderful surprise that somehow you know like word had had spread and and kids were hearing about it so like there were a couple games where I was suiting up and I'd you know run off the field and like one of my students would you know say Mr. Dwayne and uh, it was a really (laughs) nice um when when those two worlds collided it was really cool and uh my employer has always been very supportive of me um devoting a little bit of extra time at certain points in the year to, to DCFC matters. Sure. Um, and uh, there have been a lot of really neat uh, points of overlap. So I just have one last question for you, David, if you don't mind when we um, wrap up the yeah, interview. Of Sorry about that. <laughs> no, no worries. Um, what advice would you have either for your students or just for people listening, you know, about how to make your passion into what you devote your days to? You know, you, you really integrate what you love to do and, and what you're good at in a lot of areas of your life. So what advice would you have for others who might be inspired to try to follow the same path? Um. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, for me, I kind of fell into it. I uh, was just kind of going with the flow of teaching and coaching. And then uh, a friend from my past approached me about getting involved in this side project. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think just the idea of sort of being open to uh, the things that come your way that maybe, uh, you know, appeal to certain parts of your personality or your interests. You know, soccer was a huge part of my uh, youth. Uh-huh. And I was able to play in college. And so the idea of kind of keeping it a part of my life um, was really something that I was open to at the time. And, uh-huh. you know, sure enough, it's it's kind of unfolded into this big, you know, sort of uh, unofficial part of my job. And um, like I was saying earlier, you know, there's a ton of connections have developed between my actual career, mm-hmm. teaching and coaching um, with playing and being involved in this minor league team. And, uh, you know, I just... Um, all sorts of rewarding things have, have come about just because I sort of said yes to a buddy who said, hey, are you interested in getting involved in this? <laughs> you know, um, I think if you and, just... Uh, never was... I'm sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> no, I was going to say, if you think, if you just stay true to who you are and what you love to do, it leads you, to, it leads you down some really great roads. And I think that's what you've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, um, I think back to the, the initial invitation was just to play with uh, the, the recreational league team that he had started in his neighborhood. Uh-huh. And, um, you know, I, I just said like, yeah, sure. Why not? You know, I was still kind of playing somewhat competitively, but, um, just kind of randomly said yes to something. And, uh, you know, eight, nine years later, it's, it's Look- turned into probably the, apart from my family, the thing in my life that I'm most proud to be associated with. That's so, awesome. That is um, so yeah, great. Definitely a good lesson in that. Well, congratulations, and um, I look forward to much more excitement with DCFC, and I really thank you, David DeWayhe, co-founder of Detroit City FC, for being part of this Make Meaning podcast. Thank you so much for giving us your time. 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate it and uh, look forward to seeing you out at the game. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast. You can find us wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And I'd love it if you would share these great conversations with your people.